Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! you off, tell us a joke about dicks. In the mix, you got the desk, not telling you where it's at. Stephen Gord, oh my lord, bowing down to bone bat. Podcasting your asses in nerdy, masterful classes. Sweet the speak of the geek to all the internet masses. Take your glasses off a set, I'm dropping bombs on your dome. In your home, pull your bootstraps up, it's time to burn chrome. Dirty jokes from the nerdy blokes, chewing on them curvy loads. Of that quirky counterculture wrapped up in their wordy show. B-movie holy men, wombat metalhead. Politics, amen, independent artist friend. Renaissance casters of the full fan spectrum. Nonchalant notables break through the bedlam of bullshit. Quick wit, free hits of the populace. Vulcan with some Romulus, rolling prime like Optimus.
What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 220 of the Bone Bat Show. This is Steve. And this is Gord. How's it going, man? Hey, it's going all right. Look, I, I hate to cheat our listeners out of fine podcast content, but I had a 45-minute exhaustive rant to go on, but I won't because I understand that later on tonight is Seahawks football, and and I don't want to take you away from that. Listen, A, I don't care about that because I've got it recording, but B, your voice sounds so much better than last episode. <laughs> Frankly, God, I, hope so. I want to hear more of it. Okay, well, I'll try to keep it all the way up to sexy. Oh, yeah, you that's... sound fan-fucking-tastic, my friend. I just wanted no, to say right here on Front Street. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I listened to the last episode. I, I sounded horrible. You sounded I rough. wanted it. Yeah. You know, if my voice was uh, was a horse, and that's where they get the word, uh, <laughs> it would need to be put down. Yeah, <laughs> it would put it down so. like yeah, a that horse. Was, believe me, as rough as it was for you to do it, it was even worse for me to edit it. Oh, God, yeah, people had to hear that. I had to I'm cut so out all sorry. the ums and ahs and stuff when you're, like, rasping. Like, yeah. Like a crypt keeper. Yeah. Or yeah. a ghoul of some sort. That was brutal. But it's October now when ghoulish behavior is 100% approved. And accepted. Yes. So speaking of uh, spooky stuff, our musical guest this episode, longtime friend of the show, Sam Haynes from the UK, has a brand new album out called Haunted House Party 2, which is currently number two on the new and notable charts on Bandcamp for Halloween, Gord. How cool is that? Yeah, it is excellent. So uh, we open the show with the theme from The Devil's Stone. They actually did some scoring for a short film this year, and that is the theme from it. And uh, we're going to hear a lot more from Sam Hain as the episode continues. Uh, additionally, we have an interview coming up with a filmmaker we've been fans of for a really long time, Izzy Lee. She's got a brand new, her first feature that she's working on. She's doing a Kickstarter, and we're going to chat with her in a little bit about that. Speaking of short films, of course, keep in mind, April 13th, 2024, will be Bonebat Comedy of Horrors Film Fest number 13 here in Seattle. So uh, watch for information about that. But uh, before all that stuff, what we always do about this time, Gord, what pisses you off, man? Steve, as you mentioned, it is the beginning of the spooky season as we're recording this. It is. The end of this month is Halloween. The beginning of this month, October 1st, is when I saw my first Christmas commercial. (laughs) Oh my God. Christmas, October 1, please. It is too much. It is simply too much. I cannot bear it. In the words of the great comedian, Louis Black, how long does it take you Christians to shop? <laughs> oh, golly. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to survive if I have to be subjected to Christmas advertising Man, before the Halloween decorations go up. Yeah, that you definitely can't miss that it's all of a sudden Halloween because it's everywhere. Immediately, it was like, do you, you remember that, that uh, comic Bone where he yeah. goes into the world and it starts snowing and it just falls thump like a big blanket. That's mm-hmm. how October was. All of a sudden, everything was orange and black. My Facebook feed was chock full of people talking about spooky stuff. My daughter was making purple cupcakes. I mean, you know, the, the season is here. It's upon us. Purple is is uh, part of the orange and black color scheme? If it has eyeballs all over it, it is evidently. Okay. 
some kind of purple monster. I don't know. You want sure. a cupcake? Come yes. on over. I will absolutely hook you up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Steve, what about you? What's pissing you off? It's you certainly know, not cupcakes. What pisses me off is uh, something awesome happened recently. Uh, as you know, uh, I'm in a band called Social Meteor that plays infrequently. And we actually haven't played a gig since prior to COVID. It's been that long. We kind of got our stuff together and did a uh, video during the pandemic. But we have never played live since. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, a friend popped up, uh, Frosty, who's the drummer for a band called Dehiscent. And he's like, hey, do you guys want to get together and open for us uh, with this other band, Versiple, on Friday, October 6th? And I'm like, well, hell yeah, we do. But I don't know if I can get the band together. So did the full Blues Brothers thing. I had to go to shrimp restaurants and all the deal. And we got a (laughs) quorum. Four of the six of us are able to play. So I've been like practicing my fingers off and literally that I've got like cuts on my fingers from practicing too much and I've got to play a gig in like a week. And so like total finger troubles right now are bedeviling me and it really pisses me off. I should have been practicing this whole time, but like I totally lost my calluses for playing guitar. That's too bad, man. Yeah, it sucks. So now I have, I had like a hole in my finger and I put crazy glue on it. I'm hoping that that's going to help. I hear that that's what some people do in a pinch. That's what I hear. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to try that. Maybe it's a stupid, stupid thing to do, but uh, maybe it'll also get me to game day so I can uh, do this show and be as awesome as I'm able to be. So, But the the super glue doesn't have the, the same, you know, stick them that you're human skin does so nope. what you're supposed to do is put the file super glue on your fingertips and then, and then touch it. your fingertips to another human pull back quickly and tear the skin off of them oh right okay yeah it affords both protection no. for your fingers and grip as you need it no I, I don't think that's what you do at all i think that's that's terrible try it at home kids tell them steve said so <laughs> all right well why don't we listen to a tune man okay let's do it all right, uh, this is the opening cut from the brand new release Haunted House Party 2 from Sam Haynes. This is called Murder House featuring Gary Bennett.
you have until midnight to find the house on Haunted Hill. All right, once again, that was Murder House featuring Gary Bennett from Haunted House Party 2 by Sam Haynes. And now, we are so thrilled to have joining us on the show, the one, the only, Izzy Lee. How you doing, Izzy? I'm awesome today. How are you guys? Oh, so much better now that we're talking to you. We are psyched. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Just to, to give the audience the rundown, now, you first caught our eye, so to speak, back in 2016 <laughs> with your short Innsmouth. <laughs> You'll be glad to know that we gave rubber glow-in-the-dark eyeballs in the swag bags that year to all of our audience members because of your... No way. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love then, it. In uh, 2017, For a Good Time, Call, 2018, Rights of Vengeance and My Monster, The Obliteration of Chickens in 2019, uh, Rehome in 2019, Disco Graveyard in 2020, and of course, in 2022, Meat Friend. So <laughs> this makes you one of the most prolific filmmakers in comedy of horrors history. So very Amazing. well done. Your body Amazing. work is spectacular. Yeah, as um, measured by us. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, well, thank and coming you. Out with Meat Friend, like that was the first time you really leaned hard into horror comedy, which is our meat and potatoes. So, you know, <laughs> I think that makes that one of my favorites of your entire over. So, well done. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, it's certainly the most popular. I've, I've I've had comedic elements in my shorts before, particularly sure. with uh, my monster of chickens and, the, and my monster. Yeah, yeah. But this this was the the first. Uh, extremely funny all out like uh let's let's just go burn the house down with this type of thing <laughs> so much fun. yeah and i love that you never tried to explain it you never tried to explain his origin or you know was he in jail before this or anything he's just he's definitely an ex-con yeah that's that's but... how he you know teach you about how to make a shiv yeah. it's it's you know why he's asking around stitches yeah that's right that's right (laughs) (laughs) oh so good so and now you're you're making a feature a feature-length film which is exactly what the universe needs right i am i am thank you it's uh it's been a a long hard road to get here and running the campaign has taken all of my time Yes, we know all about Kickstarter campaigns. We've <laughs> oh done quite a few of them. So, so how's Relentless. that been for you? I mean, it's nerve wracking, right? Because you don't know what yeah. the response is going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's been really stressful. But on the other hand, having that first very low goal hit in the first two and a half days, um, with all the support coming out from both fans. And, you know, industry friends, it, it's been unbelievable. So um, I'm so honored and humbled and grateful to be able to, to finally call myself a feature filmmaker now. Yeah. After making 24 short films. And uh, <laughs> House of Ashes is the name of the movie. Mm-hmm. And unlike Meet Friend, it's going to be drop dead serious. Okay. In tone, um, but I wanted to include a message from Meat Friend as one of the reward tiers because he has so many fans. Yeah. It's just it's it's just unbelievable. So that is it's an add-on that you can get or you can get it by itself, and we'll send you a little video message from the Meat himself. <laughs> right on. That's awesome. <laughs> 
Now, one of the rewards you're offering some of your backers, yeah, should they choose this level, is that their picture or their pet's picture can be in House of Ashes on a wall in a frame. I'm guessing is there, yes. is there like a gallery? So, um, you know, our, our lead character Mia is a veterinarian, and so she'll have some photos of pets. Yes, oh, so that's perfect. having your yeah. So having. Your pet's photo is one of the rewards we offer. Um, having your name in a feature creation as a character is another reward. In addition to behind the scenes uh, tiers and uh, associate producer, executive producer credits like that, and uh, of course the special edition streaming link of House of Ashes when it's ready. Nice. So, can you give yeah. our listeners a little synopsis about the film, which you can tell anyway of at this point? Of course. So the film centers on Mia, who, of course, is our lead character. She is a disgraced veterinarian and a grieving widow and unfortunately lives in the United States, where some of these states don't treat women very well. In fact, she's had a miscarriage. And so she is being punished with house arrest. Now, unfortunately, she also has to contend with a haunting Wow. And she can't leave. So how does she survive? We're going to find out. Okay. <laughs> or does she survive? She might not. You're going to have to watch. Some people don't survive this movie, actually. So there's definitely going to be some not. carnage in, in there. In one of your films, I would expect nothing less. <laughs> what a shocker, huh? Such a shocker. I know. <laughs> now, the, the initial goal was 20000 and you've already blazed mm-hmm. past that. You're at like 30000 yeah. Um, What will the additional funding allow you to do with yeah, having that little boost course. of budget? Yeah, so our, our real goal was actually thirty grand. Oh, perfect. Um, we wanted it to start very low because, you know, it's, it's a weird time financially for a lot of people. And uh, we wanted to make sure that we raised the money because Kickstarter's all or nothing. Mm-hmm. And this was our bare bones everything. So our stretch goal is 35. And that means we can do some really cool additional special effects. And I bought one of them last night. I would love to tell you about it. It's <laughs> fucking, it's going to be gross and creepy and the tiniest bit funny for like weirdos like myself. Um, oh, for I love other it. people, it sounds people, like Steve. Yes. Yeah. Normal people would be fucking horrified, but you know, <laughs> we're my friends here. So whatever. Um, right you know, on. And if we, if we get over 35, we'll be able to add more characters, more locations, more shooting days, which would be really fucking cool. And more production support, like an assistant camera operator for my cinematographer, mm-hmm. an assistant uh, director for myself, which I've never had the luxury of having. Someone who will help me run the show uh, and make sure we're on time. Sure. And uh, an an AD is also responsible for safety and many other important things. So Mm -hmm. it would be so, so, so amazing to have all of that. So, yeah, every single dollar goes exactly to where it needs to be, which is on screen and behind the scenes, making everything as creepy, surreal, full of dread and uh, strange as possible for House of Ashes. Fantastic. Well, yeah, Mm -hmm. we've been fans of your work for a really long time. Uh, you always bring a, a very unique and interesting sensibility. Your film looks great. And uh, I, I expect that this is going to be an awesome viewing. So I uh, can't wait to see 
how House of Ashes turns out. Now, I, I don't you. want to take the spotlight away from this project, but uh, mm-hmm. I understand you've got a novella coming out as well, Izzy? I do. That's well, so well, very well, cool. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, I'm just one of these people that I need to constantly be creating or I feel like I'm going to go insane. So, uh, yes, my first novella is called I Can See Your Lies. And it'll be out on February 13th, 2024 from Dark Matter Inc. and Dark Heart Books. Fantastic, man. Just bubbling with creativity. That's awesome. You are a renaissance woman. (laughs) The same publisher has a really rad book anthology called Haunted Reels, which is an all-genre filmmaker anthology. I'm very proud to have a story in there as well. That one's a sci-fi horror story. And uh, I get to be among amazing other filmmaker writers like uh, C. Robert Cargill, who has co-written The Black Phone as well as Sinister and Doctor Strange and some really cool upcoming things. And um, Cargill, by the way, is also a co-producer on House of Ashes. I'm very, very happy to say. Nice. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We're also, uh, we've got Bria Grant in there, um, Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson, Dave Lawson put the entire book together and I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to, to be part of that. And a little bit about I Can See Your Lies, the novella. It's a weird intersection of uh, ghost story, possession story, true Hollywood crime and uh, a mystery. So, uh, a perfect Valentine's Day gift, Yes, right? it's yeah. all about bad love. I can't wait to unleash it on the world. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, congrats on the success, and I can't wait to see how House of Ashes turns out. Uh, one last question. We always yeah, ask man. all of our guests here on the Bone Bad Show, Izzy, what pisses you off? Do I have to pick one thing? No, you can hit <laughs> us with a couple. Nuts. Lightning round with Izzy Lee. Lightning round. What pisses me <laughs> off? Liars, narcissists, um, terrible politicians who make uh, life a living hell for anyone who doesn't look like them. Um, you know, Republicans, you know, are certainly in that group right now. Um, people like Elon Musk who who are just burning down the world, you know. Um, people who just take and take and take and, and are, are very unkind. Yeah. That's... A whole boatload of things that piss me off. But we could be here all day, honestly. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> well, yeah, thank yeah. you again. Uh, can you tell our listeners where they can get involved with House of Ashes? Yes. So uh, you can go to kickstarter.com and you can search for my name, Izzy Lee, or House of Ashes. Or you can go to what, my website, which is uh, nilenoctum.com. It's Latin because I'm difficult. Um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it's very nihilist. It's N I H I L. N-O-C-T-E-M dot com and there's a link there as well and there's more about the novella there there's more about the other shorts and uh, the book anthology too well thank you again for joining us on the show and thank you again for all the incredible short films that you have shared with us over the years if our film festival is any fun at all it's because of (laughs) creators like you so thank you very much well, thank you. It's my pleasure. I, I, I love playing uh, every single festival that I can, every single year that I can. So I appreciate you programming my weird stuff. Thank you. Keep it up. 
<laughs> you know I will. Once again, that was Live Forever from Sam Haynes featuring Jenna Louise and Gary Bennett from Haunted House Party 2. I hope you dug that. Uh, Thank you again to Izzy Lee for joining us on the show. Again, you can find the link to the Kickstarter for House of Ashes at nihilnoctem.com. N-I-H-I-L-N-O-C-T-E-M dot com. So, Gord, you got any weird stuff this week? I do. I do. And I want to keep the theme going. It's it's a, kind of a spooky episode, spooky Ooh. season, spooky awesome director. So we got some spooky weird news from the spooky state of Connecticut. It's spooky because we say Connecticut, but they smell it. Connecticut. Anyway. The brain-eating cannibal who was sentenced to 
60 years in a psychiatric hospital is back. He's out. He's on the street. Yes. Tyree Smith from Bridgeport, Connecticut killed a man and then ate the man's brain and his eyeballs. He was then committed to a psychiatric hospital for 60 years. But after 10, they let him out. They've said, hey, you know, what's a little murder and cannibalism in Connecticut? Yes, Mr. Tyree Smith, this horrific case has made that news when he was found not guilty of murder by reason of insanity in July of 2013. So he did 10 years in a psychiatric hospital. And then the psychiatric review board said Smith was ready to be transitioned back into public life. He's doing great. There you go. He's doing great. He's in a halfway house in Connecticut. Yeah, halfway to eating people. If you're out there uh, in Connecticut, remember, Mr. Smith was wielding a bloody axe last time he was out in public, which he used to kill someone, eat the man's brain and eyeballs, but no harm, no foul. He's back out there now. Police later recovered that bloody axe and an empty bottle of sake in a stream near a cemetery. What was the sake talking? <laughs> it's just the sake talking. <laughs> that's what they said. That was his defense. That was his like, entire oh, defense. Yeah, that's right. Hey, who amongst us hasn't had a little bit of sake <laughs> and then done some murder cannibalism? Well, you know, I- I've got to say this. In his defense, the barbecue in Connecticut is terrible. <laughs> There's not a lot of options, is what I'm saying. No, there really isn't. And weirdly enough, speaking you know, of... Uh, in Kansas City, you never hear about axe murders eating brains. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen in oh St. Gosh. Louis. It doesn't no. happen in Texas, the entire state of Texas. They've got all kinds of problems, but... Well, also no brains. Got, there's chainsaw massacres and shit. But other than that... Yeah. That's Weird detail about the, uh, about the case. food. <laughs> speaking of not actual food, after... He killed and cannibalized a person. Do you know what he did? What's that? He went to Subway. (laughs) (laughs) There's like some kind of punchline I feel like should go there, but I don't know what it is. But that was an actual detail. His commitment to the whole cannibal thing. If you're still (laughs) hungry after axe killing a guy and eating his brains and his eyeballs, you're not doing it right. Well, we don't know. I mean, maybe there wasn't very many brains to eat. Maybe the victim was a Texan. We can't be too sure. Oh, shit. Oh, what? Yeah, that's my weird stuff for the week. I can't, I, I mean, I cannot wrap my head around this, so to speak, how uh, <laughs> someone like this really needs to be back out on the street after a mere decade of treatment. That's... I think once you get to that point, you just need to be isolated from society. Maybe you just needed the right meds. Then he's yeah. right as rain. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a, I am not a psychiatric professional. It just seems like from where I am. Mm, nah. <laughs> okay. Right on. All right. Well, why don't we listen to another tune, man? Let's do it. All right. This is another one from Sam Haynes and haunted house party Two. Why don't we check out Valentine's Eve, a totally different holiday. Oddly. Yeah.
Hey, this is Izzy Lee. I'm the director of such nefarious short films as Meet Friend and the upcoming House of Ashes. And you are listening to the motherfucking Bone Bat Show. Yeah! Hacked them to pieces. We found parts of the bodies all over the house and places you wouldn't think. The funny thing is the heads have never been found. So there are two loose heads just floating around in here somewhere? You can hear them at night. They whisper to each other and then cry. Once again, that was Valentine's Eve from Haunted House Party 2 from Sam Haynes 2023. Again, you can find his stuff, samhaynes1.bandcamp.com. Following that, I threw on The Haunting Hour, which uh, seems to have been the title cut from this, but then they changed it to Haunted House Party 2. I don't know. It's a little confusing on the Bandcamp page, but uh, that's also a fun tune, so I hope you dig it. And uh, who doesn't want more spooky tunes this time of year? Everybody wants spooky tunes. That's what they do. So, Multimedia Triage, what are you digging on this week, my friend? Well, Steve, let me tell you, uh, most of my time is still spent playing Starfield, but I have managed to watch a few things. We haven't even talked about Starfield, so maybe you should start there. What the fuck is Starfield? What, What is Starfield? It's the great big blockbuster... Bethesda Studios video game that you can play on your Xbox or play on your PC. You can fly around the universe taking arrows to the knee. I mean, taking lasers to the spacesuit. It's pretty cool. If you've played one of these games before, you know what to expect. There's a little bit of base building, but it's mostly just 
go on adventures. There are so many different characters, so many different quests and storylines that one can follow. I don't know how you would follow them all. The combat is tight. The the weapons are fun. Plus, there's spaceship battles, so you can you can fly your spaceship around and get blown up like I do. There's a million and sixty planets to explore. There's an element of crafting which I don't really care about very much. But you know, if you're into that kind of thing, you can craft to your heart's content. You can <laughs> build your custom spaceship, build your custom base, okay. and use those things on your adventures. Now, as you know, I'm a huge fan of Mass Effect. So is it kind of like that, or is it more like Skyrim in space? It's like if Mass Effect and Skyrim uh, had a baby in space. Okay. Right on. Yeah. I like both those things, so uh, I don't know why I wouldn't enjoy this game. Yeah, I think you would enjoy this game. I'll it's, have uh, to make time to play a video game. I know. Gosh darn it. <sighs> the world is so full of so many fun things. I know, right? One of those fun things is a uh, Senegalese French film that came out in 2021. And it's a crime horror thriller called Saloum. Saloum? I'm not sure yeah, if I'm... I've seen I'm, this on Shudder a bunch of times. And almost watched it and then went to plan B. So uh, it's good? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's uh, It's got a cool story. There's there's some twists that I didn't see coming. There's some spookiness to it. Some really cool, I guess you could say, monsters. It starts out as a as an action movie, and then as it goes on, it gets a little, gets a little spooky, and, and there's a message to it. The whole thing is in... Uh, Senegalese French with a with a dash of sign language, which I'm assuming is Senegalese French sign language and uh, Wolof. But uh, I watched it in French with my lovely wife, who is brushing up on her French. And I read the subtitles and she just listened to people talk. And uh, it's neat to see something different. And it's a uh, it's a cool movie. I do take issue with the fact that it's being advertised as a Nollywood film, which is a dumb word and we need to not say it. Just because it's from Africa doesn't mean it has anything to do with Nigeria. It's set in Senegal. The director is Congolese. It's a film. And you should check it out. And like you said, it's on Shudder. It's on Amazon. It's on a lot of streaming services because it came out in 2021. Okay. Uh, speaking it, of films that uh, you have to read, I checked out one last week called yeah? uh, The Last Matinee. Have you seen this one? You know, I'm curious about that. How was it? It was really good. Uh, it's on Prime Video, uh, originally titled Al Morir La Matinee. It's a 2020 Spanish language horror film, uh, a.k.a. Red Screening, directed by Maximiliano Contenti. It's a co-production from Uruguay and Argentina, starring Luciano Grasso. Ricardo Islas, Julieta Spineda, and Franco Duran. And it's uh, about this uh, movie theater. There's an older gentleman who's a projectionist, and uh, he's sick. His granddaughter comes in to relieve him for the night. And uh, as all of the uh, attendees to the movie come in out of the rain to watch a frankly terrible horror film, uh, they are locked in by a serial killer who, again, uh, begins to pick them off one by one 
excellent stylish slasher with a little bit of a giallo flavor definitely low budget and you can see it but it's still very charming and the uh, acting is at least good if not better and uh, it's a little dark it's a little bleak it's a little creepy there are a few jokes in it it's a very fun film so uh, I think it's only 88 minutes Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it you should check out The Last Matinee right on uh, the other thing I'm digging is Gen V, which is the spin-off. You know, they say it's the spin-off from The Boys. Really, it's almost more like just another chapter of The Boys. It is about a college for powered individuals. And I'm not going to tell you anything about the plot. You're just going to have to watch it. If you watch The Boys and you liked it, then you should watch this. It is every bit as bleak and well-written and bloody and uh fucked sh- up right fucked Isn't up it like it's- the, the boys fucked up version of the x-men because <laughs> yeah, essentially yeah. yeah it's it's in the graphic novels of the boys that i've read and uh yeah it's messed up as the boys tends to be so mm-hmm. <laughs> in an yeah, entertaining cool. way though oh yeah yeah Acting is top-notch. The whole thing is top-notch. And then on a much kinder, gentler series I'm watching is Star Trek Lower Decks. The new season has dropped, and um, just like on the previous seasons, it's Star Trek canon. But it's animated, and it's just fun. I, I You know, I, I want to say it's just innocent fun. It makes me laugh, and it's not bloody. There's there's no uh, The Boys in it. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. I've watched a few episodes. I think I like it more than you do. I, I think I've watched every single episode. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I did find it compelling to come back like the next night and watch another one. It's just whenever I'm in the mood, I'll throw one on. You know yeah, what, what show I did love, though, that just that? wrapped up? Reservation Dogs, man. Oh, dude. Oh, Sterling yes. Harjo. That series is genius. It is so good and so heartfelt. I was kind of tired of fucking crying. Man, the last three episodes, all of them had me, like, hitching in my chest. Like, just sad, but genuine and heartfelt and great characters, and I'm going to miss that show, man. Oh, that episode where she finds her biological dad? Holy shit. Who knew Ethan Hawke could act? Ethan Hawke? Whoa. He was so awkward and heartrending and just the whole time. Maybe his best performance that I've seen him in. I just thought that was amazing work. That reminded me just a sad sack guy trying to get by. Just yeah. Oh, it reminded me of that episode of Bojack Horseman free churro where you're not expecting that level of cinema to come at you and grab you by the heart for half an hour. Yeah. And, Boom, there you are. There's no looking away from it. Yeah, I don't know what that guy's going to do next, but wow, what a series. I wish there was more of it. Yeah. I guess he Anything said what else he had you're... to say, right? <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. Anything else you're digging on? Uh, a couple of movies real quick. Uh, have you seen uh, No One Will Save You on Hulu? I would probably be watching it tonight if I wasn't doing this. Okay. I'm looking forward to that movie a lot. Written, directed, and produced by Brian Dufield, starring Caitlin Deaver from Booksmart and Justified. My wife and daughter love this movie. 
I thought it was just all right. I kind of had beef oh. with it. I'm not going to spoil it now. Well, let's reconvene on this after you've seen it, and we'll talk. Interesting. Okay. okay. Uh, also, have you seen Becky? No idea what you're talking about. Okay, Becky's on Prime Video, and it is a uh, 2020 thriller directed by Jonathan Malott and Carrie Murnion, starring Lulu Wilson, Kevin James from The King of Queens and, like, every meme right now. And uh, okay. also Joel McHale from Community and a bunch of other stuff is in it. And uh, it's about this dad is taking his teenage daughter away for the weekend. They're, the mother has passed away from cancer, which is totally sad, and he's just trying to get away. And uh, he invites his new girlfriend and her son to the cabin. So the teenage daughter is super fucking pissed, and she goes off to, like, her tree fort. And then the house gets invaded by Nazis, led by <laughs> Kevin James from the King of Queens, who in this role is super terrifying. I've never seen him in really? anything where he's threatening, and he was threatening in this, and it was good. And uh, she unleashes seven fucking layers of hell and havoc on these Nazis. It's one of the most violent films I've seen in a long time. Totally fun watch. You got to check this out. And I guess there's Dang. a sequel that it just came out this year called The Wrath of Becky. So I don't know how you follow that up, that the Nazis came back or what, but I'm guessing she fucked shit up. No idea. This was not on my radar at all. Yeah, so check it out. It's on uh, Prime or Amazon Video. Then uh, finally, a side note about director Ben Wheatley. We've talked about this guy a bunch of times. So mm -hmm. uh, director Kill List in 2011, Sightseers in 2012, A Field in England in 2013, High Rise in High 2015, Rise, Free Fire in 2016, In the Earth loved in 2021. And for motherfuckers who don't pay attention, Meg to the Trench in 2023, he directed. <laughs> see? How see, do you I not tell you. me this? I like that would have got me to see the movie so much faster if you had just mentioned that. I'm gonna fess up here. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. You didn't see. I saw, directed I saw a big by start. Ben I Wheatley. Saw, scroll down the screen. Nope. As soon as I saw the Meg and then the the numeral two after it, I was just I was in. I'm like <laughs> I don't need any more information. I'm gonna go see this movie. So yeah, it was made by an actual director, which is funny. <laughs> And yeah, I, I saw the movie and uh, I was entertained. I gotta say, for a movie called Meg Two, it didn't have a lot of Meg in it. There was a whole it, lot of like didn't have messing a lot of two around in it either. with like little prehistoric fish and stuff. And you know, where was the big Meg for most of the movie? I don't know. At least in the first movie, you had a lot of the big shark, but uh, this one. There was a lot of Jurassic parking going around and different stuff. <laughs> and then there they, was some they Jurassic finally, Park. But, uh, you know, that cast to a person is great. It was fun. It's charming. It's entertaining. It's funny. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It was good. Cool. But, yeah, Ben Wheatley. Fuck yeah. Jeez. Well done, sir. That's great. I hope he made a big pile of money. I hope so, that. too. And he can make another weird high rise or something or <laughs> kill list or whatever. Yeah, right on. Free fire. All right, man. Yeah. The sequel, Free or Fire. <laughs> now, 50% more free. <laughs> yeah, anything else? No, I think that's it. I think that's enough, man. All right. Well, why don't we listen to another tune? Let's do it. All right. From Sam Haynes and Haunted House Party 2, this is Creatures of the Night. 
Not to be confused with the Kiss song of the same title. Creatures of the night. colder, the leaves fade, and the Halloween season arrives. Why are you talking like that? Oh, well, it's Halloween. We're doing a Halloween podcast, the four weeks of Halloween. 
You have to be all spooky and scary and stuff. You have to, like, hide behind the bushes and jump out at your friends. Booga booga! Uh, okay. But the whole point of the four weeks of Halloween is that Halloween is more than just a night of scares. It's a whole season that helps us wrestle with some of the big questions of existence. Like, what's the best bush to hide behind to scare your friends, Booga Booga? Uh, sure. And on the four weeks of Halloween, you and I also recommend books, movies, TV, podcasts, comics, all sorts of things for the horror curious to live their best spooky season. A season that ultimately helps us to embrace life. Well, it sounds good. Uh, when are we doing this again? Episodes drop every Thursday in October on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Excellent. Till then, I'll be here in the bushes waiting for friends. <sighs> you do you. Oh, you know what? I could yell the URL at them as I leap. Requiredfieldproductions.com Ghosts are coming closer, Mr. Lawrence. You really believe in your pet ghost, don't you, Pritchett? Before the night's over, you will too.
All right, once again, that was Sam Haynes with Creatures of the Night from Haunted House Party 2. And uh, I decided to throw in an extra bonus song on there, Wraith, featuring Gary Bennett from the same release. Again, you can find his stuff at samhaines1.bandcamp.com. That's the number one, not spelled out. Thank yous. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Izzy Lee for joining us on the show again. Why not support House of Ashes? She's an amazing filmmaker. She's going to make an amazing feature. And uh, I think this is going to be an exciting thing to be a part of. Again, you can get the link to the Kickstarter at NileNoctum.com. Our usual bullshit. The show number is 425-296-6557. Or you can reach me via email to Steve at Bonehand.com. Gord does not answer his emails. Nope, I don't. There's new content on Bonehand.com every once in a while. It's also the home of the Heavy F Hour. And you can find my work such as it is at MightyWombat.com. I've been spitting out a cartoon a week, and uh, I don't know. I've been feeling kind of spooky lately. I had some spooky stuff in my most recent cartoons. <laughs> you did, you yes. Check it out. It was quite a thing. Yeah, it really was a thing. It was a lot of things. It was, absolutely. You can also find me over there on the Instagram, because I do that two right on okay you can follow me on <laughs> x i guess or threads or whatever at what point are. do we have to stop I'm saying bone hand on all of those things formerly uh, known as also have a facebook group which is a great place for you to find out about sweet deals on video games new albums by bands we featured on the show shorts that are awesome but don't fit our film festival all kinds of good stuff you can check that out on Facebook. Uh, again, thank you for listening. If you like what we do, please spread the word and tell a friend. We will be back in a couple of weeks with even more October spooky goodness. So uh, keep an eye peeled for that. Uh, one last tune tonight, Gord, from Haunted House Party 2. I think we're going to check out Midnight from Sam Haynes. What do you say? I say let's do it. Right on. All right. Well, uh, thank you again for listening. And until next time. Have a good one. I do have a good one. I hear that about you. It's true. It's a spooky one, though.
I wanted to include a message from Meat Friend as one of the reward tiers because he has so many fans. Yes. It's just it's it's just unbelievable. The message of the meat is powerful and strong and <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of, of our... the meat. <laughs> hey, fuck you, children. <laughs> <laughs>